Whether or not the groundhog saw his shadow, and I never understood whether if he sees it or he doesn't see it, which one is good and which one is bad. But nevertheless, this day marks at least the anticipation for the coming spring. That eventually, spring will come, winter will end. So some find significance in that. But for us Catholics, for all of us gathered here, there's another reason why, or actually two reasons why, this day is significant. And these two reasons are interrelated. One's natural, and one's supernatural. The natural significance of this day is that we actually had sunshine today. This hasn't happened in many weeks. In fact, all of January has seemed to be just one long, dreary, cloudy winter day. January has ended, February has started. We have at least one day in which we had an entire day filled with sunshine. Granted, we realize, looking at the forecast, that this sunshine is only going to last for today. Unfortunately, I think the forecast is showing that clouds are going to move in tomorrow and that we probably won't have another break in the clouds, in the cloud cover, for another week, week and a half or so. And yet, just this little respite of natural light entering into our lives, it marks a significant thing for us. Because sunshine, light, natural light, can do wonders for us as individuals, as human persons. Sunshine, natural light, it can change our moods just like that. Sunshine, natural light can have a positive effect on our physical health. Sunshine, natural light, can transform our environments from being cold, dark, uninviting, to being places filled with warmth and light. A few years ago, I was assigned to a parish, uh, my first assignment as a priest. And this parish was a beautiful parish, but the church structure itself was a little heavy. The church structure was made out of stone and concrete. And then the interior walls of the church were lined with this very dark wood paneling. So on a cloudy day, as we had all through January, that church just soaked in all the light. It seemed very oppressive, very cold. However, this church had something going for it. On the front side of the church, facing the east, there were stained glass windows that reached from the floor to the ceiling. And these stained glass windows, abstract patterns, cut heavy, were able to refract the light, the morning sun that rose on a sunny day. And when that sun hit those stained glass windows and that light spread through the church, it transformed that environment, that church, from being cold to being warm, from being uninviting to being a place that was very familial. That's the power of natural light. 
but more so the natural light, the power of supernatural light, is what we're celebrating today. Today, this feast of the presentation of our Lord, traditionally in our old calendar, this was the end of the Christmas season, and rightly so. This was when the Christ child was brought to the temple, presented by the Blessed Mother, by St. Joseph, to fulfill all that was prescribed of them to finish out the birth of Christ. And this Mass, this particular Mass, it really highlights the power of supernatural light in many different ways. This Mass started in an unusual way, right? All of you gathered with me and deacon in the front of the church, an unusual place for all of us to be. And we gathered to bless candles each of us holding our own individual candle lit with the light of Christ. Then after all of us carrying our candles that represent Christ, we processed into the church to prepare ourselves to listen to the word of God. But especially in the gospel passage from today, we hear about the significant response that happens when one encounters the true light, the light of Christ. What happens when one encounters the light of Christ? What happens is that one responds with a prayer of blessing to God. The two individuals that we have in this gospel passage, apart from the Blessed Mother, apart from St. Joseph, apart from the Christ child, the two other characters that we have in this passage can teach us a great lesson of what our response is called to be as Christian disciples when we encounter the light of Christ. Especially the first, Simeon, this old man who spent all his life in the temple waiting for the redemption of his people Israel. All his life he was waiting for the redemption of his people. He was waiting for the light to enter into the darkness. And then finally, it happened. He saw the light being carried in the arms of the light's own mother. And what was Simeon's response to seeing the light, Christ, being carried in the arms of the Blessed Mother? He couldn't help himself. He had to reach out. He had to take that light into his own hands. And when he himself was holding the light of Christ, seeing the light of Christ with his very own eye, he could do nothing other than give a prayer of praise and thanksgiving to God, thanking him for giving him this opportunity to encounter the light that shattered the dark. This is what we're about as Catholic Christians. We're filled with darkness. We encounter a world filled with darkness, but that's not us. That's not what we focus on. What do we focus on? We focus on the light of Christ that shatters the darkness, that breaks through. Today's Feast of the Presentation, I think, teaches us three important lessons, or gives us three important reminders about what we need to keep at the forefront of our minds as disciples. Light, sacrifice, and presence. The light of Christ that Simeon saw and he responded to. That light of Christ is always present in this church. 
The reason why we gathered at the front of the church this evening was because at the front of the church is where we find the Paschal candle. A candle that's lit certainly during Easter season, but that's also lit whenever a child is baptized or an adult is baptized or whenever, whenever somebody is buried from this church. This candle, the candle at the front of the church by the baptismal font, is lit as a reminder of the ongoing presence of Christ's light and the life of the person who from birth to death and then birth into everlasting life is accompanied by the light of Christ. Naysayers might say that the light of Christ, that's something from history. The light of Christ was destroyed when Christ himself suffered and died for our salvation. But we say the light of Christ is something that permeates everything that we're about. Every action of our lives, both the good and the bad, have the light of Christ. The candle carries the light of Christ, but the candle also makes a sacrifice in doing so. When the candle burns, the candle dies to itself. Slowly but surely, the paschal candle will whittle down to a stub. But it does so because it realizes what an important reality it is bearing. So the first lesson being light, the second lesson being sacrifice. The sacrifice of the candle leads us to the sacrifice that we find at the altar. The paschal mystery of Jesus Christ, his passion, death, and resurrection, all of that reminds us from what we do at the font brings us to the altar, in which we remind ourselves that Christ the light sacrificed his life and his light for our salvation. Christ the light poured himself out completely for you and for you and for you and for me. And when he did that, when he did that, he gave us the model of what we're called to do as well, to sacrifice our own lives, our time, our treasure, for the sake of the other. And that sacrifice that Christ gave us at Calvary, the sacrifice that we celebrate at every Mass, it then leads us to the third reality of today, presence. The presence of Christ is always with us. Behind me is the tabernacle and the Eucharistic chapel, where Christ's presence is always with us. God, when he commits himself to his people, he commits himself. He never leaves. He's always there. When God commits himself to us, he is in through and through. His presence is with us in good times and in bad. His presence in the Eucharist, his presence in the community, his presence in the Spirit. Today is a very significant day. Today we had sunshine. Today we had light, natural light, that filled the cloudy, dreary darkness of winter. But more importantly, Today is a significant day because it has given us supernatural light, that light of Christ, 
which Christ right now is inviting all of you to do just as you did at the beginning of Mass. Carry that light of Christ, always. Allow it to be burning brightly. Never extinguish it, unless you have to in church, because you'll burn something down. But never extinguish that light of Christ that's in your hearts, the light of Christ that you will receive in the Eucharist, the light of Christ that each day of your lives brings you closer and closer to that fulfillment that is yours. If you accept, like Simeon and Anna, the light of Christ, and hold it and look at it and see the fulfillment of God's promises,